Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of The Building Code. This is episode 100. I feel like we should have a, like a round of applause sound go right in there. But thank you all so much for you being our listeners. You are the reason that we're at episode 100. Um, 100 episodes, this was just a small idea here inside the Builders Friend Walls that, as for longtime listeners know, myself and my co-host Tom Houghton brought into the world, and um, we're very proud of it. So thank you so much for listening uh, over these 100 episodes and giving your feedback, giving your follows, and sharing uh, sharing our channel. It's been really, really important to us. So if you haven't yet, um, this is a call to keep doing that. So follow us on social media, uh, follow builder trend, follow at the Paul worth. Um, we will be posting, uh, impactful things about the construction industry for you. And then follow our specific podcast, Facebook group, the building code crew, just head out to Facebook, search for the building code crew. Producer Danielle will monitor post uh post our episodes every thursday uh, and then uh, we will comment back to you if you comment on our episodes so thank you so much so our idea for this episode was just a recap so what i what i thought about was some of my favorite episodes over the last 100 episodes of the building code so what i'll do is just kind of tee up a few of those episodes and we'll, we'll uh insert some audio clips from there for you guys can hear what i think is important about those episodes before i do that I do want to give you some stats of what you've been a part of. And so um, for f within the last 100 episodes, we have had 120,000 all-time downloads. Uh, those were within three countries. So uh, as many of you know, Build the Trend has about 16,000-plus clients at this time, uh, mainly in North America, in U.S. and Canada. But we have a great presence in Australia and New Zealand. Some of our favorite clients are down there, so we appreciate all the listen listeners that are down under. We have more than 100K, 100,000 listeners in the U.S. Um, our top three episodes were episode number one, which I do highlight here. It'll be our first one. Episode number 11 with Chris Anderson from Month End. If you don't know about Month End, uh, you need to check them out. They will help you get your books together in your construction industry. They will help you get your cost codes and your budgeting and your job costs in a place that will make you understand exactly how much you're making per job. So check out Month End. You can find it through the marketplace because they're a partner of ours, or you can just search them on Google. Month End, uh, Chris Anderson out of Minnesota, friend of the program and the company. And then episode 20 with Matt Reisinger, uh, as you very well know, Matt is a, uh, uh, I, I don't know, you could probably say a, a celebrity in the industry. You can find Matt Reisinger Co. Uh, Reisinger Co. is a company. You can find Matt Reisinger on all different platforms. He's got like hundreds of thousands of followers. So, so check him out. He's a friend of Build the Trend. We really appreciate that episode. And finally, which states are uh, where we find our audience? Number one is Nebraska, of course. That's where we're located. So shout out to all the moms and dads and employees of Build the Trend who listen to the, potting, uh, the, the building code. I know my parents do from time to time, so thank you. Uh, California, Texas, Florida, and North Carolina. So that's an interesting one. California, Texas, and Florida, obviously very populated states. We've got a great user base there. But shout out to our North Carolina listeners and our users. Thanks very much for that. So uh, let's just get into it. We've, we've handpicked a handful of episodes here, that, are, and obviously not the whole thing, but uh, to highlight over these last 100, and it obviously starts with episode number one. So this one's pretty easy for me uh, to pick as one of my favorite and one of the more popular episodes we, we have. Uh, it's the story of Builder Trend. Um, as many of you know, uh, I was the first employee of Builder Trend 14 years ago. Uh, all, all 550 employees are today are based out of Omaha, Nebraska. Um, it's something that we're very proud of, of being uh, inside the in, in construction industry for 14 years, being a local Nebraska, Omaha-born tech company. Uh, and then we're very proud of our three uh, business owners. We call them the Bobs, uh, which they'll get into inside this episode to understand where that nickname came from. Uh, some of you who are, are our age might know the movie where that comes from, but uh, it's a uh, term of endearment inside Builder Trend. They are our fearless leaders. They talk about, again, the story of Builder Trend, how we got into this, why we love the construction industry, and, and what the goal and the story of Builder Trend is. Uh, that story is 14 
and some some months old, but uh, we have plans to make that a very long, successful story. So have a listen to this episode. It's it's a great uh, story behind Builder Trend. So you're listening to The Building Code, and in this podcast, we're going to talk about all things Builder Trend. Uh, product and company, because yep. a lot of our clients want to know about our company. Mm-hmm. Industry trends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk to some of the best builders in the nation right now that are building uh, unique properties. Homes, remodels, renovations. Yep. Let's hear about your business in your location. What's the market like? How's your business set up? What are yeah. your challenges? Yep. Because I think a lot of people who will be listening to this are, are fellow business owners, right? Yeah. Hopefully the, the common tie is builder trend, whether you're uh, a user or a client or even an employee of our company. Um, there should be a little bit for everything in there. I'm going to go a step further and say the common tie should be better, period. Right. That everything we want to be better at, you know, ourselves, our company, uh, your business. So if you want to be better, you're listening to this podcast. Better. It's a good marketing. I like that. Thanks. Yeah, you're good. Uh, so, All right, so what's today look like? First episode here. We're uh, taking a look back in the history of Builder Trend with the co-owners, Steve Duggar, Jeff Duggar and Dan Houghton. And uh, we have the great conversation with them just to recap the history, but also talk about the rapid growth and success of the company. Uh, challenges they've faced along the way, um, and just the the positive outlook for the future here. So, uh, well, let's go back. Let's hop in the time machine and go back to uh, the very beginning. Uh, Steve, tell us, uh, where did you first come up with the idea for Builder Trend? So I came up with it by myself um, <laughs> after, a couple, after a couple beers. Yeah. Um, no, but actually it did start after a couple of beers. And this story goes back to um, 2004, actually. Okay. So we had a, a separate software company before Builder Trend called Dimension Technology. Okay. And uh, if you think back to that time, uh, most websites were just like a brochure online. Sure. And what we did with Dimension was take people's, if you, if you also think about that time, people used paper forms. Pen and paper was for pretty much everything. Sure. So what we did is we, with Dimension, is we took people's paper forms in business and turned those into business processes online. That's the first part of the story. If you fast forward then to 06, um, you know, construction was hot. There were a lot of contractors um, that were coming to us and asking for us to help them with those processes. Sure. We, we developed a prototype that was very basic compared to what we have today. We had change orders. We had scheduling. We had photos. Um, and we thought we could sell that in Omaha. Yeah. You know, enter Dan into the picture. Uh, Dan, we've been friends with Dan since high school, known him forever. Uh, we were always looking at what each other was doing in, in, in our lives at that time. And Dan was selling software for an insurance company. Okay. So, so Dan took a look at, at, at what we had for the prototype of, it wasn't even called Builder Trend at the time. And he said, uh, no, we can't sell this in Omaha. We can sell this all over the United States. Nice. Um, and uh, we said, well, let's do it. And we quit our day jobs. Just like that. Well, we quit our day jobs after somebody gave us four thousand dollar check. Okay, it was the, the first, first meeting I went to. Yeah, it was the, the, fir- it was the first sale. deal. Like I went to, uh, I, I remember it was before I went to work. I had to start work at eight thirty, and Steve and I went to this gentleman's house, and the guy literally, we were there for a half hour, wrote us a check for four thousand dollars, and we didn't have a. Co- you have to have a company to have a bank account, so sure. we incorporated that day or mm-hmm. the next day. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't deposit the check. And I think that <laughs> was like June twenty eighth ish. There's like a stub of the check somewhere, two thousand six. Yeah, it's framed somewhere in the and, office. And uh, yeah. I quit my job right before the fourth of July and we started. It was fun. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Do you uh it happened really fast. Do Probably you remember the name? The prototype name? Did it have a name? I think oh, we yeah. called it uh, Home Tracker. Home Tracker. Yeah. Home Tracker. <laughs> okay. Well, trying to find the name of this company is a great story. We were literally. <laughs> yeah. I don't. know. It wasn't GoDaddy. Do you remember what site we were using to like find the name of? No, it was. It GoDaddy. was. Was it GoDaddy? GoDaddy's. So we're just like peppering through these different names. You know, sure. Like Builder Pro, Pro Builder, Builder Ten. I don't know what we came up with. And Builder Trend popped up. We're like, all right, we'll take that one. Again, great clip from episode number one: the story of Builder Trend. Again, with any of these, uh, feel free to just head back to the full episode and give it a listen. We'd appreciate that. All right, moving on. So, um, again, we picked out a handful of these. One that stood out for me was episode number four. This is a theme that apparently I liked, which was we were live for this episode. So this was live from the International Builder Show, the IBS, as everybody knows it's called inside the construction industry. This is Matt Troyer from Emergent Construction in Indiana, 
Matt is a longtime client of Builder Trend and a, a friend of the program. Uh, within all interviews like this, we talk about the story of um, how a company gets started, making the leap from what you were doing to starting your own company. Matt's got a great story about that, and he also utilizes social media in a really great way. So give it a listen. You're going to love the information he gives you in this, these clips. We knew we'd hit a limit with our paper, like manual, it's not, wasn't paper, but like manual systems. Sure. And it was like, you know, the goal is to grow. So like it was, it wasn't scalable that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause a lot of people's goals are different. Not everybody wants to grow. Nope. A lot of people love if they could just sit in a pocket of like eight or nine mm -hmm. high end where I'm comfortable with and systems can get you there too. But yep. growth is a big trigger. Yeah. So we, so we're a little bit diverse. We do, we're a general contractor builder, but we also do buy and sell real estate, uh, rental properties as well. Oh, right on. So we set up our, our own rental properties as a job and builder trend. And then it links to our, a different company in QuickBooks. And then it, that way we can manage our rental properties, the finances of that for maintenance and all that through builder trends separate of the construction projects. Let's talk about, uh, you've got a pretty sizable Instagram following. Yeah. Inquiring minds want to know. What's going on there? What do you, what, you want to talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, it's been great. Now there's been a lot of meetups here. We've, you guys have had a lot of good, you know, a lot of big time yep. Instagram players here at the booth. And yeah. it's, uh, uh, it's been a great network for us. I was at IBS last year down in Orlando and we, I talked to your team as well there too. Um, and just the, the meetups and the social get togethers and connecting with other builders and people that are doing the same things we're doing. And they're just, you know, we can get together and talk about stuff because we're not competitors in our local market. Mm, right. And there's a lot of, there's, we've had some really great open sharing between you guys across the country that have been really helpful. And That's been, interesting. I never thought about it like that. I thought it was always like, Hey, I want to build my social media following so I can get more leads or more I, exposure. It definitely does both. And I think right. it's how you yeah. use it. So yeah. I, yeah. And, I, and I would attest that we have, so we're, we're just shy of 5,000. We're getting close to 5,000 followers, which is getting up there and it's been great. And it's, I, I've noticed how that, gives us a little bit new respect with our clients that we meet uh, that they kind of see that as like, oh, wow, like these are, you know, they've they've got a little bit of a presence here. And maybe that, you know, helps kind of push people over the edge to, to go For with sure. us. Um, and then we're probably I'd say at least 50 percent of our clients come from Instagram. So, wow, wow. All of our retail, like a lot of our retail businesses from that. And when do you so, really start ramping up? Instagram? Uh, we probably I've been doing it for, I don't know, three or four years, but I'd say in the last, you know, we've probably doubled our following in the last year. So it's definitely helped connect them with all the a lot of the other presence of guys and that's now 50% of your leads yeah I'd say at least and so that's that's basically organic you're not paying yeah, right? don't pay yeah we'll okay. do every now and then we'll boost Let's a little rewind bit, that for all the yeah. listeners and who's got their own business you don't out there have to pay for that marketing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> holy moly that's yeah. awesome yeah yeah that's really cool well you got two more followers today I bet yeah are well, you doing it you, well are you smashing the follow button yeah, right of course now? I am I'm, just I'm gonna smash it, it I mean like there's some really good pictures on here thank you yeah great photos I mean it's great to see kind of like what you're doing you can see your work um, and just see what else is out there. Uh, yeah. So if you're not following them, make sure you follow. It's Emergent Indie, but it looks like Emergenty. Yep, make sure Emergent you Indie, emergent. yeah. Emergent. I thought about putting a space in there, a hyphen yeah. there, we should, but it's... Uh, no, it's, this is better. Yep. This Tom, is better. Tom's an expert. He it's in the yes. show notes, so yeah. if, if, you're, if you don't have any idea what we're talking about, check out the show Find notes us. and you can find a, a link to follow Emergent Indie. Yep on Instagram. Again, good stuff from Matt there. Shout out Matt. Again, friend of the program. We'll have him on soon here in one of the next 100 episodes. That's my promise to you. Episode 7 is the next highlight we have here. Again, this is live. This is live from Buildertrend University. So for those who don't know, previous to COVID-19 and the pandemic, um, one of the things that literally everybody from Buildertrend loved once a month was when we had our clients out visiting Omaha, Nebraska for Buildertrend University. It was hosted and it will be hosted here at our campus in Omaha, Nebraska. Typically, we had about 50 to 100 individuals from different companies here. It's two days deep dive learning about Builder Trend, not only the functionality and features we have, but learning more about our business and our people. A couple of great happy hours where we all emerged as friends, not just vendor and client. And we actually created really cool communities each individual months worth of uh, Buildertrend University. Uh, they, they made connections and kept those connections. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, in this uh, episode seven, we have Trunk Bay, uh, a company out of Illinois. Uh, Wes Trunk is a, a young business owner with his father. Um, Wes is a really dynamic, uh, great young guy, friend of the program, friend of mine. And he's got some good, good stories about how they started their business, but also some really neat marketing ideas specifically around referrals. I don't think enough of our construction companies ask for referrals, not only at the end of a job, 
but during the job. So have a listen. Wes will give you some tips on that. So how do you guys market? What are those decisions? Is it, I mean, are you out there advertising in papers and, and video or buying stuff? What do you do? Yeah, so um, our biggest marketing tool is word of mouth. So we, we, we deliver, we try to deliver excellent homes and excellent customer service. We, we always put our clients first. Um, obviously, that, that's, that's true of a lot of people, but even you know, as, as personal as our company is with each individual homeowner, like we, we might only be building for five people a year. Right. So yeah. we have to have that relationship first that, you know, pre-solds are difficult for a reason, but it's because you have to deal with the people. So we try to make that relationship as easy right. as possible. So word of mouth, um, we don't, we're, we're not in newspapers, billboards really. So yeah. um, we, we do a lot of Facebook, uh, Instagram, you know, photos of our houses, you know, get a lot of activity because obviously the, the design element of Trunk Bay is right. um, one of its, its best features. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us about this video you did. You did a marketing video, like was it about your team or yeah, was it about so, your product? So, um, it was angle. We, we did one one segment, maybe last summer when we closed a house. We we closed a really a really nice custom house that we did. So we actually got in there the week that it was clean and, and really nice, and, yeah. and uh, they let us shoot, you know, kind of some different angles. We did some introductions to our team, and then earlier this uh, spring, we had a couple of our subcontractors and actually a, a homeowner uh, come in and talk about you know how we how we run our sales process, a little bit about builder trend and how, how they get to engage with the software and watch their house being built. Um, so shout out to you guys. Hey, shout out. Got, yeah. got, to, yeah. got to plug you guys a little bit, but um, we're hoping to be able to use this for like, who is Trunk Bay? Who are you gonna work with? Who are you gonna see? Totally. What, what's the house gonna look like? Yeah. We're hoping to be able to replicate this for, for years to come. So. Yeah, that's good. And, and people expect that, yeah. honestly. People expect to be able to go to a website, obviously, if you don't have a website, you, yep. that's a must. But when you get there, like, you, like you said, you don't need pages of content. Yeah. Like, just yeah. you want visuals. Yeah. Like, show me your work. I know you build houses. Show me what right. the house looks like. That's that. You know. Right. And show me something about you. And yeah, like, I want to get to know yeah. because, like you said, especially in your volume, it is a relationship. Absolutely. And a 100%. long one, and you know, ups and downs yep. the whole time. So you yep. gotta. You yep. gotta feel good about who you're in the foxhole with. Yep. Oh, hey, oh, that was a callback. I was. <laughs> yeah. The, the the level of of relationship that we get with with these people like you we just know there's going to be stressful times yeah. coming along in the process people are going to freak out about mm -hmm. the way this looks th things that we're comfortable with they won't be and they want somebody who'd be able to stand there with them and say hey it's going to be all right it's going to you know d you know don't worry give it a little bit of time or, or whatever they, they need somebody they can trust okay next episode i have for you is episode 26 again feel free to go back to any of these episodes for the full uh full clip uh, but this episode is, again, one of my favorites. It's another live. This was live from a local tech conference we had here in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, we brought on a local nonprofit company, the Abide Network. Uh, this is one of my personal uh, favorite nonprofits here in Omaha. It's a nonprofit that, as a company, Build a Trend does some work with because it's got a great message and a great mission. Josh Dotzler is the CEO and the spokesperson for Abide. Um, he's a very dynamic person, as you're going to be able to tell from, from the, uh, the clip. You may want to reach out to him for some motivational speaking because we were definitely motivated by his message. Um, so, so have a listen about a nonprofit that Builder Trend uh, it really is, is it wants to be a, a part of and a bigger part of. Uh, and also maybe inspire you to get involved with a nonprofit in your area that your construction company can give back to. Josh, for sure, uh, has a great story with Abide. Let's start off first. Josh, give us a rundown of Abide's uh, mission. What are you guys all about? Yeah, so our, our mission uh, is to revitalize the inner city one neighborhood at a time. And my parents, 30 years ago, my dad was a chemical engineer and felt like he wanted to be a part of building a better future, didn't know where it was, moved into North Omaha. Uh, he's a white guy from Iowa. Okay. And any white guys from Iowa? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, my mom's African-American from Washington, D.C., and so he moves into this predominantly African-American community, experienced crime, violence. He's from this small town, had never seen it before, and he knew that he wanted to be a part of the solution in some way. And he, saw tons of overwhelming problems, but started to just take action in the neighborhood that we lived in and started to see change. And we said, if we can see it in one neighborhood, man, we can see it in more neighborhoods. That's awesome. That's an incredible mission. And really started, I'll say this, really started through projects. It was a mission of mobilizing people 
to the North Omaha community, we would find abandoned houses, we would find people who needed their houses fixed up. And so we would literally mobilize people to do work projects. I literally grew up doing work projects. That was it. Swinging a hammer. That was you. We got paid five cents to pull nails out of boards. Like five cents per nail? Five cents per two by four. Okay. Okay. You can make a I mean, buck is that a good Is that a good trade-off? I mean, no. I guess it depends, no, it's not. <laughs> depends on how is many nails are in the two by yeah, Let me just, let me just yeah. state, it's not a good trade-off. <laughs> but probably built character. Yeah. It built a lot of character. That's right. There you go. So, so where did your parents go find people I mean, in the early, early days? Just neighbors? So my dad, my dad was a part of church, part yeah. of a pretty big church in the city, and, and just felt like specifically at his church and people of faith, felt like, man, people of faith are called to take action where there is need. Yeah. And so started to mobilize people there, but over the years, businesses and individuals from all over have, have joined. That's great. Tell us about the progress you've made in this journey. So obviously starting off small, yeah. you guys build things called lighthouses, is that right? Yeah. You wanna talk a little about the lighthouses, give a little more context there? Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that we do. Yeah, started small. I'm one of 14 kids, and so wow. we didn't start too small because there was a lot of us. You get a team right um, there. But definitely 30 years ago, started pretty small. And then over the years, in 2007, our family lived in a neighborhood not too far away from here that the police redlined as one of the most violent. And, and we, there was an old abandoned building that in the 1800s was a horse and buggy fire station. And my dad drove by it one day, saw this old abandoned building that the city was getting ready to tear down. And he said, I think that could be a place for good things to happen one day. And he went back to his board like a good leader does, asked his board, and everybody on his board said, no way. And my dad, being the entrepreneur that he was, decided to do it anyway, found one person. So he purchased this building for hardly nothing. The police said they found dead bodies in this building at one point in time. It's a 15,000 square foot facility and with mostly volunteers and donated materials, refurbished this place that's a $1.5 million project for less than $50,000. And that, that became our model for what a lighthouse is. It's taking these old dilapidated uh, uh, houses in neighborhoods, refurbishing them, and then our family moved into that neighborhood and started to intentionally become a part of uh, the solution in that community. Next, we have episode 50. Now, episode 20 was one of our most listened to episodes, and the, the common theme it has with episode 50 is they both featured Matt Reisinger. Matt, again, is a friend of Build-A-Trend, has been on the podcast a few different times. He has a company out of Austin, Texas, that does some amazing things as it relates to uh, custom home building and remodeling. He also has a mission within building science to promote building science. But also what I love about Matt is he's not afraid to uh, give some insider tips and tricks of how he built his business and really lift the entire construction industry. It's, it's a collective thing for him. He loves building community inside uh, of construction. And so kudos to Matt for that. Um, have a listen. This is going to be all about how Matt builds with science and his green, healthy building initiatives he has down in Austin. In the building science world, what are you excited about right now? Oh, man, that's a great question, Tom. You know, um, I haven't seen any breakthrough this year. Like, I was here two, three years ago, and uh, this is super nerdy, but have you ever heard of Aero Barrier? Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it, actually, on our last podcast. Did we? Yeah. Aero Barrier is a relatively new product. It's like an, an aerosolized caulk that fills all the cracks and crevices in your house and really air tightens your house. And I saw it here first at a show. They were like in the junkiest, cheapest booth in the back that I happened to walk by one day and was like, what is this? And it's a total game changer. And they've blown up in the two or three years since then. When I started uh, my blog, which was before YouTube even, like 2007, I called myself Matt Reisinger in the Green Building blog. And if you came to IBS in like 05 to 08, Every manufacturer was talking about how green they were. There's yeah. a bunch of green booze, a bunch of pictures of the planet on there. Yeah. And so I started this blog, Matt Reisinger in the Green Building blog. And, I, and green building is basically high performance building. Yep. Yeah. But oh, by the way, we're also doing things in a sustainable way, in a smart way, in a healthier way. But the word green is totally dead in my mind. People won't pay for green. They never did. That's why we transitioned out of it. Um, it's a buzzword that means nothing now. So then we kind of transitioned to high performance houses and we're still kind of in that phase right now where a lot of us talk about ourselves as high performance builders. But I think the new thing that we're gonna start talking about more and more is actually healthy builders, builders who build healthy. 
I heard somebody quote yesterday, I'm sure I can't tell you who uh, attributes the quote to, but they basically said, our houses are basically sheds for our families, to store our families. If you're going to store your family somewhere, wouldn't you want to store them somewhere that's healthy? Sure. And, you know, of our of our days on Earth, like 40% of them or something are spent in our bed. Yeah. So how healthy would you want your bedroom air quality? Yeah. If Absolutely. you're going to spend 40% of your life's hours there. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, if you kind of keep those things in mind, I think that there's a lot to be said about building a healthier, smarter uh, house with really good indoor air quality that's going to be a place that your kids, whether they have asthma or not, uh, are really healthy and thriving. Okay, moving from one influencer in the industry to another, uh, we've got an episode here, 51, so back to bat with Brad Levitt. Brad has a company out of Arizona, uh, the, the Phoenix Scottsdale area in Arizona, AFT Construction. Like I said, much like Matt, uh, and the next clip you will hear with Nick from uh, NS Builders, uh, these guys have built a social media following and become true thought leaders and uh, industry influencers. And so we're proud to have all of them uh, clients of Builder Trend. Uh, that's something that's really cool for us. But also uh, people that we can call on to talk about important industry topics and um, updates that are happening. So, so check out this episode. Brad talks about his company, uh, an update to what's going on in his business, and net zero building. So what's happened with your business in a year? Wow, it's, it's really changed a lot. We've been very blessed, very fortunate. You know, we've increased our size. We've had a few great hires, some super skilled uh, project managers and supers, and then we've been awarded some amazing projects. We have some really fun stuff coming up. Uh, from a building science side, we're going to be doing a net zero home in Scottsdale, wow. you know, off the grid. We're, yeah. uh, we have some ICF projects, which I know Tom flew out. He got to see that, and we're going to be doing a few more ICF homes there in town. And we have a couple of really signature homes that we haven't released a lot about it, but one of them is 15,000 square feet, super detailed, amazing design, just incredible. And then another one that's on 12 acres of a hillside up in Scottsdale that we were just awarded a couple weeks ago. So it's really exciting. We have some really flagship projects coming that, that we're excited to start marketing. That's awesome. Are those That's incredible. Are those celebrity homes? Uh, <laughs> Tell us who they are. Just in their own world, they're celebrities, yeah, yeah for okay. sure. But no, very successful, good people, good clients. So we're, we're fortunate to be working with them. I, awesome. You know me. I don't know much about science and building science. Whoopsie sure. daisy. It's That's my a, industry. Uh, what is, what did you say, a net zero? What does that so mean? So net zero is a term that's used for homes that are off the grid. So it only uses as much energy as it consumes, right? Okay. So it's homes that are designed from an energy efficiency um, just to optimize the energy in the home, to maintain the energy of the home, and then utilize solar power and other things to help it function on a day-to-day -day basis. So. Okay, cool. Something yeah. you'd be into. I love it. Yeah, completely off grid that way. Yep. So, no Good. reliance. Fantastic. Cool. So, business is growing by employee size, projects, volume, uh, number of projects, but also size projects is going up. Yeah, absolutely. And we, cool. we continue to do residential and commercial. You know, that's kind of our uh, portfolio there. And so, we have some fun commercial ones. We're doing some land development, which was our first one. So, okay. joint venture there. And, and for any of, it, any of the followers that seeing what we're doing you know we post about that so that's been fun some retail spaces we're doing some off-sites on-sites and underground construction so a little bit different when you're working with the horizontal construction we call it when it's underground as opposed to the vertical which a lot of us know here at KBiz right, yeah, Ivis, yeah. so yeah. yeah wait so you said follow i follow you i watch all of your stories yeah They're really great so what's your handle on so Instagram? handle is aft underscore construction so it stands for a finer touch so AFT underscore construction is pretty much our handle on all the social media channels. Okay, again, that was Brad from uh, AFT Builders. Again, that's three, uh, two of three episodes in a row that we talked to essentially celebrities inside the building industry. And so NS Builders, Nick Schiffer, is our last one. Nick's out of Boston uh, area. He, again, has been a BuilderTrend client for a few years and an advocate of, of what we do inside the industry. And we are definitely, in turn, an advocate of him and his team that's ever growing. Uh, we met up with Nick down at the International Builder Show, uh, an event that we all love going to every year. Unfortunately, as you all know, uh, 2021 has been canceled, but let's just all make it a big point to, to come together again in 2022 and make it one of the biggest International Builder Shows we have. Uh, Nick does a great job of talking about his story, about his business, but mainly what we want to highlight in this episode is how he talks about attracting top talent. As we all know, there is a labor shortage in construction, 
Uh, and Nick does a really good job of thinking about how to attract top talent and doing that through uh, some different avenues. So have a listen to, to Nick. But bringing that back around to the customer experience, bring around to the, the people of this. We talked a little bit about talent earlier. You've got great talent. You've got Molly, you've got Nick, you've got Doug here. You know, what, what's your advice to those listening on how they can attract top talent? Attracting top talent. Yeah. There, I mean, there's, there's a lot to it, but simply put, the, the culture in which you promote, well, first off, it should be real. It shouldn't, you shouldn't be promoting fake culture. Sure. Right? And I think that's where people are promoting a culture and then living up to a, a lesser, uh, a lesser, hundred um, percent, a lesser thing. Right. Um, yep. you know, the really understanding what brings people value, um, you know, I, I can, I'm going to talk personally about what we do, right? So one thing I realized is like the work-life balance and separating work and life. And I realized that when I had kids yep. and I talked, we talked about this recently on a, one of our episodes is that, you know, one thing I implemented is I got rid of my, my work phone when I get home. My work phone stays in my work bag off, yep. not on the counter. So I walk by and touch the screen to see if I have a notification off away. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit when I was there that you have two separate phones. Yeah. And, and so that was huge and that was the, one of the first steps and I and I really told my guys I'm like everyone gets a, a phone allowance because you're expected to answer the phone when I when I call or when anyone calls or e and you all have emails but the phone allowance is to pay for that phone and if you want a personal phone I would encourage you to get your own phone yeah yeah makes sense and separate it but you know but the culture within the company is that you know like for our, our time off you know we have we take we take Christmas Eve all the way to New Year's Day off yeah, mandatory. Mandatory. I love that. Mandatory around uh, the week of July 4th. Yeah. And then they're accruing vacation on top of it because that's time to recharge. Yeah. You, you, like it needs to be, it, that has to be the case. Yep. You know, having the opportunity to do your very best work, but when you mess up, you know, it's all right. But like, you know, it's not okay if you keep messing up and doing the same thing, but let's let's work through this and figure out why like why did you mess up what did we did we do something wrong sure and being okay with the understanding that the investment in those mistakes will you know net some, a, a better result totally but i think really just you know promoting the positivity behind all of that you know there is a lot of negative in this in this industry there's a lot of you know hard things that we deal with yep. you know what what can you know construction is is you know Organize, organization of hundreds of humans with yeah. all their baggage and issues mm -hmm. to net a, a product that people expect to be perfect. Yep. Yeah. That's and a really good <laughs> summary of that. Cause like, and it's like, well, first off, it's mission impossible. <laughs> it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. We have a lot of things working against us. Never mind the, the human aspect of it. All right. Those are three great episodes in a row uh, from Matt, Brad, and Nick. Um, I think, again, if you haven't listened to those full clips or those full episodes, I encourage you to go do that. Um, it's great to hear how these three companies and these three gentlemen have built their businesses and built their following. If that's something that you're into, I highly recommend going back and listening to those. We're kind of shifting gears here, and it would be probably a big miss if, if we didn't look at the last 100 episodes and talk about uh, the pandemic and the, the probably the biggest thing that's happened in all of our lifetimes as it relates to the entire world. So um, as with everybody back when the pandemic was hitting uh, North America and the U.S., uh, we were kind of shaken and, and trying to find our, our place and how we could help our clients. I thought episode 60, which is titled Tips for Your Business During COVID-19, was, was our effort uh, to just do what we could to inform our clients about what they could do during that very uncertain time. Uh, it obviously may not resonate right now and, and be relevant to what we're, where we're at, but I think it might be really cool for everybody to, to listen to this episode, think about where they, they were at during that time, and maybe be appreciative of, uh, of where we're at in the industry right now as it, it seems like everything's going really well. So have a quick listen. Let's, let's talk about what's kind of happening. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody's kind of aware of this situation, but maybe where we stand right now and, um, you know, any updates that we have for our, our listeners. Yeah, and you know, to go to the, the earlier disclaimer, I also want to caution that this isn't legal advice. Uh, your situation is going to be different than what mine might be, but we want to encourage you to be informed, right? So uh, I know President Trump has a news conference later this afternoon. I think the expectation, at least around, uh, around here, is that they're planning for a nationwide lockdown. And what that looks like, who knows? I know New York shut down restaurants and business, or restaurants and bars. 
Chicago did the same. L.A., I believe, did the same as well. So hectic times. Yeah. And just so our listeners have a context as well, we're recording this on Monday, uh, the 16th. This will go live on Tuesday, the 17th. We're doing a special release. And normally we release the podcast on Thursdays. If you've been subscribing, we appreciate that. You'll know that we normally release on Thursdays. But because of this data and because we're trying to get it out as quickly as possible for you, uh, we're releasing this 24 hours after we recorded it here on Monday. Who knows what will happen by the time this reaches our listeners' ears. But still, I think we can talk about the uh, situation and uh, just options for our listeners as well. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's three main things that you want to be looking at. Uh, first and foremost, communication. Uh, second, it's going to be potential scheduling impacts because, like I said, you know, if we're going on a nationwide lockdown for two, three weeks, uh, it's going to be difficult to, to build homes during that time or uh, really assist your customers. And then third is the insurance aspect. Uh, you know, you want to know how you can protect yourself from any potential interruptions. Absolutely. So just to get started with that, you know, obviously, uh, unprecedented situation. Uh, I want to distinguish between the legal protections and the realities. Uh, but communicating with everyone involved, all of your stakeholders is going to be the key throughout this entire process. You know, your employees, uh, your vendors, your suppliers, your homeowners, your various clients, include them in your preparation and planning. You know, if you haven't already reached out to them, um, said, you know, you're tracking the situation and um, you're trying to prepare as best as you possibly can for uh, any negative impacts, I think that'd be really helpful. Um, at least just saying, hey, look, it's on my radar. We're doing as much as we can behind the scenes. If, if we go into a large scale interruption, obviously, you're going to want to communicate that everybody's aware of what's happening. Um, you know, it, it's almost impossible to, to avoid this news. And so reaching out and just saying, look, we're aware of it. Uh, you know, we're tracking, we're doing everything that we can. You don't need to throw out, uh, you know, I'm sure you've had the same exact situation with your email inbox where every single brand is, is telling you exactly what they're doing. And I don't know why the Marriott CEO felt it was necessary to reach out to every single individual, regardless of whether or not they had a hotel stay coming up. But, you know, obviously your your work is going to be much more pertinent to the day-to-day -day lives of your clients as well as your, your suppliers and employees. So I encourage you to reach out to them. My next episode was a highlight from uh, the first 100 episodes was episode 66 with Tim Brown from the Hook Agency. We actually just had Tim back a couple episodes ago, as you may know if you're an avid listener. Um, you know, the reason why I like having Tim Brown on is because he talks about marketing inside construction. And I think it's a place where some of us as construction companies who listen to Build a Gym may not uh, be very familiar with, may have hesitated to, to go down that road. But it's also very, very important, as we all know, on, on how to consistently drive new leads and business to your company uh, to continue to grow. And, and Tim has a really straightforward look at how to do marketing. So... Uh, in this episode, I thought what really struck me was when we started talking about uh, using Google and, and organic Google traveling, and then the, this term SEO. Uh, I think he's, he talks a little bit about that and tries to break that down for us all to understand. So have a listen to this, the, these two clips here. It's really great for our listeners is just to hear a little bit about who you are, uh, how you started your business, and of course, what your focus is. Do you want to kind of give us a quick rundown? Yeah, so I started uh, in digital marketing in web design, and I have, you know, kind of grown in that over time. I got into getting leads from Google, so search engine optimization is a big piece of that. And I figured out early on in my business that I could actually drive my business significantly just from free Google traffic, which to be honest, as a, a person getting into this seemed pretty amazing. And I wasn't yet selling that to clients, but I was pretty excited about it. Cause as you can imagine somebody, you know, two, three years in their business, able to get regular consistent leads from Google. That's, that's pretty cool. And then, uh, and you know, I wasn't, I'm not super extroverted, so I wasn't necessarily like going out to events all the time and drumming up business that way. So I literally grew my business entirely on Google. And, uh, and then I slowly started to offer that as a service for clients about five years ago. And, uh, and now that's the, the biggest part of our business is two thirds is driving qualified leads 
and uh, and unqualified leads. We drive just we drive just a lot of leads. Yeah, <laughs> for uh, from go organic Google traffic. So we're, you know, we've gotten heavily into that. A lot of it is around content marketing. So figuring out ways to get regular, consistent content out on your site, and then also just making sure that your your website is set up well and persuasive and stuff like that. I think maybe for our listeners, you might need to clarify the difference between yeah. paid versus organic. And, yep. and what you're doing there. Yeah, so we've got the the little ads up at the top. They usually have some kind of call out that says ad at the top of the Google search results. So if you Google, let's say like home remodeler Albuquerque, right? Like you see those first couple, that those are usually ads. There's organic search results. There's the map. And then there's, there's um, just the regular listing and the map and the regular listing, you can manipulate that. And no, you know, Google doesn't want you to know, but like you can manipulate those search results. And frankly, you should, you should take every advantage possible in your business and your small business. And a lot of these guys that we're talking with and rooting for, they've taken massive risks of bringing their company out on their own. They're building a team in these communities, they're the heroes of these communities. They're small business, growth-minded businesses in these communities, and they have taken big risks. You should take every opportunity on your marketing front that you can, and organic search traffic. You can work with a company like ours, but you can also do a lot on your own. There's a lot of things that you can do on your own. You can blog, you can answer questions that your ideal prospects are asking on, on the phone. You can do a blog about that topic. And literally people don't realize, but blogging for stuff where there really is people searching for that, that helps your search rankings go up for the other things. Like I said, like, like for home remodeler Albuquerque, if you were the company that was blogging about things that homeowners are really looking for, and you know, it's good to also do stuff that's kind of like anchored in your area. So stuff that would relate to the local people and, uh, and that kind of stuff really does help you get higher in, in Google search results. And there's all kinds of trip tricks and things to do on that. And, but you can look into it. So just, just look up SEO and there's a lot of, there's a lot of really good tips and things that you could do out there. And especially if you're in a smaller market, you can own that. Okay. Again, that was Tim Brown from the hook agency recurring guest. Uh, we'll have them on again uh, sometime into 2021 to further talk about marketing inside construction. Episode 73, um, we actually have sort of a series inside the building code called a feature spotlight. It's one of my favorite and I think our listeners' favorite because it really talks about Buildertron as a product. Uh, the most of our clients are are in some way users of Buildertron. And again, probably some of those are our parents and, and friends and family, but the bulk are users of Buildertron. So we like to really serve content that helps drive more value to you using Buildertron. These feature spotlights are perfect for this. I also like this because it, uh, for two more reasons. One, uh, it is a feature that has probably been requested or a report that's been requested since I began here at Buildertrend uh, many, many years ago. And secondly, it highlights one of our favorite employees, Scott Vonderhaar. Scott has been with us uh, since the early team at Builder Trend. He has a unique uh, experience of really being in all three of our big, uh, big uh, parts of Builder Trend sales support and our product engineering team. So he's got a wide array of experience. Uh, he talks very eloquently about our update, which is called our work in progress report or our WIP report. So have a listen. So we're going to talk about work in progress reports, or we're going to call them WIP reports yep. from here on out, just because that's a little easier. <laughs> no comments from the peanut gallery, apparently. WIP reports it is. WIP reports. I've heard this term ever since I started here at Build-A-Trend 13 years and some change ago. Yeah. Uh, Scott, actually, little sidebar, he was on the sales team for a while. Yes. Scott's been in, in all he's, three. Yeah, he's been in all three major departments. Major department. that, that's something. That's like a. Maybe the only person? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So I started here about eight years ago uh, in our customer success department. Um, spent about a year there, moved to the sales floor for a while. Um, we ended up having an opportunity to open up over on our engineering side uh, to really get a product team up and running. Um, so, been doing that for about the last six years. Yeah. So. Have you, would you say you've heard this concept of whip reports or work in progress reports as long as you've been here as well? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think it's necessarily uh, specific to construction, is it? 
or is it? The version we're doing is, yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think the concept of a work in progress report is probably uh, more global than that. But yep. let's let's start there. Explain to us. I don't know if this is is this the next question. Yeah, this is. You usually keep it on the. the yeah, you're the rails you're just here. going off the rails. So. Okay. So explain to the <laughs> explain to the crowd what what is a work in progress report. Yeah, so it lets a builder know where they stand financially on a job and helps really remove surprises. Sounds, so, sounds important. I think so, yeah. So if a builder has questions like, which of my jobs are getting ready to wrap up uh, and are giving me the best profit margin, or which of my jobs need extra attention because they're over budget, uh, this report is going to help you move forward and make decisions before it's too late. That That's smart. Sense. So today we have a budget. In, right. in Builder Trend, a budget view, essentially. And, and, and what we allow you to do is import all your estimated costs and then track all your actual costs. Mm -hmm. How is this different? Well, I think our budget does a great job for job costing. And at the end of the job, it's, it's pretty much telling you the full story. But So at the end, you know the deal. Yeah. Okay. But what this is going to help with is identify problems while the job's in flight. So while, mm -hmm. we're, while we're in progress, what kind, of, uh, what kind of cash flow are we looking at? Are we profitable up to this point? Are we drawing enough cash uh, to make sure we're going to be able to pay our subs? Oh, cool. That's hence the in progress part of the name, right? Mm -hmm. The work in progress. Right. I just didn't yeah. know, you know, if you're entering bills in real time, you're, you're just not realizing all your costs yet, right? So that's probably the process. So it's just filling that gap that we don't have today. Yeah. yeah. So which ones are completed? Are right. we making sure mm -hmm. we're invoicing our clients? All right. Thanks, Scott, for enlightening us of the work in progress report. If you had just found out about that because of this clip in this episode, feel free to go to our reports tab or our chat button inside Builder Trend and request more information. You're going to really love that report and what it brings to the table. So we're on our final episode. Again, this was tough to pick just a handful of these. I encourage all of you to listen to all 100 of these because I think they all have some value. Our last one I liked for a few different reasons. Number one, it talked a lot about a subject that we always talk about, which is unique marketing for construction businesses. It's a place where you can really set yourself apart from other companies in your area, but also it highlights one of uh, a great user base of ours, which is our companies that use Build-A-Trend from Australia and New Zealand. So we brought on Ryan Jenkins from Task Construction Group in Sydney, Australia. Uh, he talks about you know, the industry in Australia, construction there, how it might be a little different from here in the United States. But more importantly, he talks about the importance of relationships with the neighbors of the construction site that you're on. So many times, many of us are working inside neighborhoods, and I don't think maybe we realize how um, disruptive uh, us working on a, on a home could be. All the different trucks, noises, uh, different disturbances that could happen. Ryan gives you some really good tips on how his company uh, gets ahead of that issue and turns that into a referral and marketing tool for them. I thought it was really great. So, so have a great listen here. Yeah, obviously you focus a lot on the client experience and building those relationships, the great relationships that you have with your clients. Obviously that extends if you're doing a larger project to the neighbors or the neighborhood. So can you talk about how you guys approach that? and why you think it's important in your process, obviously, to do that. Yeah, so me being um, the supervisor, I'm the supervisor, and I go around and I run on the sites, and each site has its own foreman, and the foreman has his own uh, crew of carpenters. So my job is to keep the clients happy and to keep the neighbours happy. And I think if I do that, it shows that I've delivered, we've delivered a good project, but we've also delivered a good service. Now, that service being that we've, been, um, we've engaged the neighbours, we've kept them happy, we've kept them involved, we've kept them up to date. Like we know how intimidating it can be, like having a bunch of subcontractors and tradesmen in your street just prancing around with their big utes and all their heavy machinery and all their power tools. It's a massive inconvenience for them. Like mm -hmm. some projects can go up to 12 months. If, you, if you've got to put yourself in their shoes, they're some people can be shift workers and then they're having a sleep and all of a sudden they've got power tools running all day. So that, that's just being friendly with the neighbours and being personable. I'll go around there, um, 
probably on a weekly basis and just check in, making sure wow. everything is all right, if they need anything. And all that does is it, it builds a relationship with the neighbors. Yes, sometimes they might be angry and it, it's not ideal for them, but at the same time, they feel like they can actually come to me with any problems. And all you gotta do is listen to them. And if they do have a request, say, if they say, hey, look, I've had a really rough night. I just need to get two hours of sleep. Um, can you just keep it quiet for the next two hours? Then we can look at doing stuff that's not gonna produce that much noise for the next two hours. Then we've kept them happy. And then the rest of the build, like we're gonna have a really good relationship with them. It's gonna make things so much easier. I think there'd be a lot of contractors out there that know, um, that have a story where the neighbors have, have pushed back on a lot of things or have, have um, had arguments or there's been disputes on site. It's about like breaking that barrier. Like we wanna break that stigma of the big intimidating builder. Like we wanna be able to rock up and wanna be like, hello, how are you? We're gonna be building here for the next so and so months. Um, if, there, if there is any dramas, I just want you to know you can come see me with anything at all. I love that you're doing that for your clients, but then also just delivering that great service to the neighborhood. And I'm assuming, I'm going to go out on a limb here, I'm assuming that that has led to some sort of increase in business because if I'm a neighbor and I'm being approached by a construction company who's already gone out of their way to do this and then even following up with like a thank you note, like thank you for letting us come into your neighborhood and help make this home better, the first person I'm calling is that company when I need something mm. done. For sure. Yeah, well, we actually, um, it's funny you say that, we just uh, completed a job in a suburb of, um, like in, in the inner west in Sydney. And we, after we completed that job, we ended up working on the next four neighbors' houses in that street just to do small jobs like a new, a new garage. Um, uh, some like letterbox works and another new carport and another new garage just because we're so friendly with them they just trusted us straight away it's building that trust uh, and we do, it's not only just to get those small jobs from them but if they can have a friend that will go hey look we're looking for a builder and then they can say hey look we didn't get these works done to our house but this builder was great they did some works in our street um, we highly recommend that we know that a recommendation goes so far like it's so much better than uh, just seeing a builder on Instagram or, or on the socials or seeing an ad on TV, like a recommendation from someone that you know, like you're, you're likely to go with that person. So there you go. Those are some of my favorite episodes from the first 100 episodes of The Building Code. I can't say this enough, but I want to thank each and every one of our listeners. Again, we've had over 120,000 downloads, 100,000 listeners in the United States and North America. And from the bottom of my heart and the company of Builder Trend, we really appreciate you guys listening and tuning into our content. Again, tell your friends, tell your family, give us your ideas. There's a lot of different ways you could do that. Um, one of the easiest ones is going to our Facebook. Everybody's got Facebook. Go to your groups. Look for the Building Code crew. Every week we'll launch our episodes in a post, and then you can comment on uh, your opinion of those episodes. Or if you want to give us tips and tricks and suggested guests, we are all ears. Thank you very much. And as always, I appreciate you. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this episode of The Building Code. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Help us grow this community of listeners. Tell your friends, tell your family. We do appreciate it. And if you heard anything that you want to learn more about on today's episode, head out to the show notes website, buildthetrend.com slash podcast. As always, we appreciate you.